Hey friends, this is Pastor Brian Warren. Thanks for listening to my latest sermon. Get more of my teachings on YouTube at Chapel of Change TV and tune in every Sunday on the radio on 99.5 FM for fresh hope. God is good all the time. Welcome, 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 everybody. How many are blessed to be in the house of the Lord? It's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Good to see everybody prioritizing Jesus and prioritizing worship and prioritizing the church uh, in your life. And I really believe that as we line up uh, with God, he lines up with us. I really believe as we line up with God, he pours out blessings into our life. Someone shout amen. Now, uh, before we get into the word this morning, a couple of just special announcements to make. Uh, this weekend is our last weekend for our youth fundraiser sale for my autobiography. So remember, we're doing a youth fundraiser sale. We're actually having our first ever youth conference on October 21st. And it's the night of the retent revival, so as the adults are in the tent, uh, the youth will be here in the sanctuary. So if you have teenagers, make sure you bring them that night. And uh, as you purchase a book, it will help. It will be an investment into our youth. So if you haven't got one yet, get one today before you leave. This is the last uh, weekend for that fundraiser. And then, um, just want to remind everybody that uh, we have flyers for our revival Make sure you take flyers, invite somebody, invite somebody, invite somebody, invite somebody. Most of the people uh, that come uh, to our revival is going to come through you. God is going to use you. So make sure you take a door hanger and give it to someone. Someone say amen. Uh, and then lastly, you're going to learn today that we are also passing out this yellow flyer. Make sure you get one. Should have got one at the door. And... We, uh, every October is our prayer month, our prayer month, where we launch about 40 prayer stations throughout the week. Some are in person, some are on Zoom, some are in the park, some are at the church, uh, and we are encouraging and challenging the church to participate in a weekly prayer station for the month of October. God works in your life to the degree that you pray. And so we want to help you pray more. So get one of these flyers that has all the options on the back. Um, we have some in different cities. Uh, we have, again, we have some in the park on Saturday. Uh, we have one in San Pedro. We have on Friday night, we have one in Southgate. They're, they're basically all around this area. So get one of these uh, so you can know where to pray or <clears throat> online. Uh, we have God's War Room online on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. At what time? 8 a.m. online. You don't even have to brush your teeth. You just have to. Okay, maybe you got to brush your teeth. But, but there's options. Someone say options. So as I was mentioning, uh, October is our church's 10-year anniversary month. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. Ten years ago in October, we had our first Sunday worship experience right here at 1225, 1225, 
And I always wonder, why did we do 1225 and not 1230? Because I was trying to make it as early as possible. And the Lord showed up that day and has been showing out ever since we uh, decided to step out in faith. So what we do to launch this new year of ministry every October, as I mentioned, is our prayer month, our prayer month. And each October, we turn up the temperature of prayer in our church. Uh, we turn up the uh, temperature of prayer in your life. And as I mentioned, we have about 40 prayer stations throughout the week. And we encourage you, we, we challenge you, join a prayer station for the month of October. It's just once a week. I remember one time Jesus rebuked the disciples. You know what he told them? He, uh, they, he caught them slipping. They were, they were sleeping when they ought to have been praying. And because they were sleeping... They were slipping, and Jesus rebuked them and said, can you not pray for one hour? Can you not pray for one hour? So we want to pray uh, once a week for one hour. How many know we need to pray? How many recognize we need to pray? I remember when the Lord first put this on, my, on our heart 10 years ago to dedicate the month of October to prayer, and the Lord... Um, put it upon our heart to teach on prayer all month long, I really resisted it, and I really wrestled with God because uh, I'm, like a, uh, I'm like an evangelist, right? Like, I'm, I, I want to I preach to you Jesus, and I, I want to preach a message that, that, that helps you get to the foot of the cross. And in my view, I thought praying, uh, uh, teaching on prayer uh, wouldn't attract nobody. I, I thought teaching on prayer wouldn't gather nobody. In my mistaken view, I thought the attendance would go down if we dedicated the whole month on prayer. But to my surprise, that first October that we taught on prayer, we had our highest attendance at the end of the month and we had our biggest giving for that month in that month of October. So I have learned that when you prioritize prayer in life, the Lord opens up the windows of heaven. Someone shout amen. So we need to pray. We need to pray. And I'm calling our church to pray. I'm calling our church to prayer. Pray because prayer is the means of building our relationship with God. Prayer is the means of building our relationship with God. And, and the most important thing about you right now is your relationship with God. From your relationship with God will flow everything else out that God wants for your life. The most important thing for you right now is not your job. The most important thing for you right now is not your career. The most important thing for you is not your ed education, and we're advocates for education. Go to college, go to trade school, but that's not the most important thing for your life right now. Your most important thing is your prayer because it builds your relationship with God. And I'm here to remind us this morning that in the month of October, we need to fight for our relationship with God. We need to fight for our relationship with God because if you don't fight for your relationship with God, we'll fall apart. If we don't fight for our relationship with God, we'll go our own way. If we don't fight for our relationship with God, we will drift or we will be distracted. If we don't fight for our relationship with God, we will dry up. 
And so I'm encouraging us, and we're giving you tools. Listen, together, let's fight for our relationship with the Lord God Almighty. Someone shout amen. So we're beginning this, this weekend. We started last night. My wife started last night at our Whittier campus. Um, just want to remind you, we actually have worship service on Saturday night at 5 p.m. in the city of Whittier. Chapel Change is everywhere. And so we, we started this month off um, with the theme, All in Prayer. Someone say All in Prayer. Our, our, our theme for our Bible study, our theme for the messages on, on the weekend, our theme for our study on the weekend is all in prayer, all in prayer. If you have your Bible, turn to Matthews 22, verse 37. Matthews chapter 22, uh, verses 37, and we're going to put it up on the screen that you could follow, but remember, this theme for this month is all in prayer. Someone say all in prayer. Listen to what Matthew 22 verse 37 says. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all, someone say all, with all your heart and with all, someone say all, with all your soul and with all, someone say all, with all your mind. So notice, if you have your Bible, circle that word all. That word all. Look, whenever God repeats himself, he's trying to get something across. He's trying, to, he's trying to get something to us. And he repeats the word all in one sentence. That's a, a triple up right there. That's a all to the third degree right there. He says all, all, all. It's a picture of being all in for Jesus. It's a picture of being all in for the kingdom of God. It's a picture of not just being uh, ankle deep, uh, not just being knee deep, not just being waist deep, but, but diving into the river of God, diving into the movement of God. How many know that God is moving at Chapel of Change? The signs are all around us. Look, I look at our 10 a.m. service. Our 10 a.m. service is growing. It's growing right before our eyes. People are coming to the house of the Lord. The river is rising. I remember when the pandemic first started two and a half years ago, we went outside and there was only about 30 people there in one service. 30 people in one service. Now, uh, out of multiple service, but just particularly here, I don't know how many people are here, but it looked like a lot of people to the glory of God. And, and God wants to challenge us to be all in uh, in our walk with him someone shout amen now particularly for this month we are challenging people to be all in in their prayer life all in in their prayer life and so this morning i'm going to give an introduction uh, to our study for this month and we are going to identify uh, some benefits of a vibrant consistent prayer life. How many of you know there's benefits to prayer? How many of you know that God works through prayer? And as we, as we are consistent in prayer, as we're dedicated in prayer, you're going to reap the benefits of God through prayer. And God is calling his people back to a place of significant prayer, back to a place of significant time, not just service for him, but prayer with him. And there are many benefits that we stand to gain through prayer. So I'm going to identify 
three benefits uh, that prayer uh, greatly increases, greatly increases. Are you ready for the word this morning? The first thing that I want to point out is that prayer greatly increases your ability to clearly hear God's voice. Prayer greatly increases your ability to clearly hear God's voice. And I want to remind you of Jesus' words in John 10, 27. He says, my sheep, notice that word, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. He says, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep, do we have any sheep from Jesus this, in the house of the Lord? Do we have any sheep? Look at this. I like pointing this out. He says, he says, my sheep, my sheep. That's you and I if you call upon the name of the Lord. You're, you're, you're God's sheep. He's our shepherd. Hello, somebody. And it says, my sheep. So, so we belong to Jesus. We belong to Jesus. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. And notice what happens as a result of hearing God, uh, Jesus' voice. And I know them. I know them. I know them. So, so our knowing, our, our, our relationship with God is strengthened uh, through hearing God's voice in prayer. Our relationship, our fellowship with God is strengthened by hearing God's voice in prayer. And not only that, Jesus says, they follow me. They follow me. We, we cannot follow Jesus if we don't hear Jesus. You're not going to follow Jesus for your marriage if you don't hear Jesus. You're not going to follow Jesus for your career if you don't hear Jesus. You're not going to follow Jesus for your education if you never learn to hear Jesus. You're going to follow something, but it ain't going to be Jesus. So it's important for us as, as followers of God that we should be hearing God's voice in our lives. As, as God's sheep, we should be hearing God's voice for our families. If you, if you have a family, you're responsible for leading that family into the future. And you're not going to lead them into a preferred future if you don't hear the voice of God. As God's sheep, we should be hearing God's voice for our preferred future. Where, do, where does God want you to be in one year from now? Where does he want you to be one year from now? What, what, what career does God want you to take? What, what major in college does God want you to focus on? Uh, who does God want you to marry? Don't be listening to the news to figure out who God wants you to marry. Now, as we think about God's voice, um, it's important to note that, our, that the primary voice of God comes through the Scripture. The primary voice of God comes through the Holy Bible. It's important to note that, right? If you want to hear God, open up your Bible. If you want a word from God, open up your Bible. If you want a prophetic word from God, open up your Bible. So it's important to note that, right? As we talk about the voice of God, and eventually we'll do a series on that, but it's important to note that our primary uh, voice of God comes through the scripture, but, but prayer, someone say prayer. Prayer is also a means to hear God's voice. 
Prayer is also a means to hear God's voice. And it's critical for us who live in such a dark generation. It's critical for us who live in such a dark culture. And by the way, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. By the way, it has to get worse to prepare hearts to cry out to Jesus. So it's critical for us who are living in this generation, as dark as it is, to hear the voice of God. It's critical for us to be able to discern the voice of God. Because there's so many voices out there that are vying for our future, vying for our family, vying for our attention. So we got to be able to discern the voice of God. Someone shout amen. God's voice is powerful. God's voice is super powerful. God's voice is so powerful, it sustains creation. God's voice is so powerful, it sustains creation. Just listen to this in Hebrews 3.1. It says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word sustaining, uplifting, holding together everything by his word. God's voice holds up the world. God's voice sustains the galaxies. God's voice sustains the, the, the world. And I got news for us. If God's voice can sustain the creation, he could sustain us. If God's voice can sustain the galaxy, it can sustain your life. It can sustain your marriage. It can sustain your mind. It can sustain your finances. Hello, somebody. God's voice is powerful. It's powerful. God's voice is so powerful, it shakes off things holding us down. God's voice is so powerful, it shakes off things holding us down. Listen to this in Hebrews 12, 26. It says, at that time, his voice shook the earth. At that time, his voice shook the earth. Listen to Psalms 29, verse 8. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. Listen, you may not realize it, but as we travel through this world, things attach themselves to us. Things clamp themselves to us. And every now and then we need to hear the voice of the Lord to shake off some shackles that may be tying us down. And it's the voice of God that shakes off the shackles in our life. That rhymed, by the way. Shake off the shackles. That's a song. I just want to praise you. Remember that song? But the voice of the Lord shakes off the shackles in our life. I remember when I first started serving the Lord, 18, 19 years old, and I was starting my prison life sentence, and one of the first things that God allowed me to do is hear his voice. And you know what the Lord told me? He said, Brian, if you serve me and don't give up, eventually I'm going to break you free from this prison life sentence to impact the world with the gospel. To impact the world with the gospel. Now, that wasn't, God's voice is not always, is not always audible. It wasn't an audible voice that I heard, but it was a voice in my heart. 
that God spoke to me when I was shackled down in a one-man cell about to start a prison line sentence. The Lord allowed me to experience his voice. And he said, Brian, if you serve me and you don't give up, eventually I'm going to shake you free from this prison line sentence. And I'm here to testify. I'm free today. I'm here to testify. I'm preaching the gospel today. I'm here to testify. I'm impacting the world with the gospel today. But it started off with being able to hear God's voice. Is anybody picking up what I'm putting down? If we're not hearing God's voice, man, we in trouble. If we're not hearing God's voice, particularly in this dark generation that we live in, we in trouble. We'll do things our own way. We'll speak however we want to speak. It's the voice of God that keeps us straight. It's the voice of God that keeps us on the straight and narrow. It's the voice of God that should be guiding us. Not the news. Not the rumors. It's the voice of God that should be guiding us. Ever since the Garden of Eden. Ever since the Garden of Eden, Adam would listen to the voice of God. God would come down from heaven and walk with Adam in the, in the Garden of Eden, and Adam would listen to God's voice. Now, that got disrupted because of sin, but now Jesus comes back, and he restores our relationship with the Father so that we could hear his voice again. Someone shout amen. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, it says, Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. Wow, that's very powerful right there. And you know, God, God is speaking to us more than we actually realize. God is constantly speaking to us more than we realize. And prayer develops our ear for God. Prayer develops our ear for God. Prayer sensitizes our heart to God's voice. It sensitizes our hearts for God's voice. And we, and we need our heart regularly sensitized to the voice of God because this world has a way of hardening our heart. This world has a way of, of hardening our heart because we're pressed up against so much uh, craziness that you almost got to be hard to press back. But that kind of works against us when it comes to hearing God's voice. And we need prayer to sensitize our heart to God's voice. Someone say amen. Prayer dials us into the frequency of God's voice. Prayer dials us in to the frequency of God's voice. God is speaking more than you realize he is. He's speaking more than you realize he is. The problem is that, that this world distracts us into the degree that we're not dialed into the frequency of God's voice. We're not dialed in. When you think about it, in this atmosphere right now, if you think about it, there are radio waves floating in this atmosphere right now. And those radio waves are, 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 are carry the voices of different radio stations. Think about that. There's radio waves right now in this sanctuary going on. And those radio waves carry the voices of different radio stations. The reason why you don't hear it is because you ain't tuned in. The reason why you don't hear them voices is because the frequency ain't lined up. But every once in a while, it happens in this church. 
Every once in a while, you'll be like, you're listening to the message, and all of a sudden, you'll hear a mariachi band in the background. <laughs> Every once in a while, everybody ever experienced that? Every once in a while, you'll hear something, you'll be like, am I tripping? Like, I'm, I'm hearing Pastor Brian preach, but I'm also hearing some mariachis in the background, right? The reason is, every once in a while, this system uh, lines up with the frequency of that Spanish station. Hello, somebody. God is speaking more than you realize he's speaking. And the reason is, we're not, we're not in frequency with him. We're not lined up to the frequency of God's voice. But I got good news. Prayer gets us dialed in to the frequency of God's voice. Prayer dials us in. And so I could almost guarantee you, you commit to praying. You follow in line with one of these prayer stations. I could almost guarantee you that at the end of the month, you're going to be dialed in a little bit better. You're going to be dialed in a little bit better. You're going to be hearing God's voice, and it's going to free you. It's going to direct you, and it's going to guide you. Someone shout amen. amen. Secondly, prayer greatly increases your spiritual vitality. Prayer greatly increases your spiritual vitality. When I speak of vitality, I think of strength. I think of power. And this world has a way of draining us, amen? This world has a way of discouraging us. This world has a way of making us lazy. People have a way of draining us. Trials and temptations drain us. Well, we're always, you know, this is spiritual warfare, so we're, we're fighting a lot. And it drains us. Work drains us. Hello, somebody. School drains us. Um, the dog drains us. Everything drains us. And so we need a source of spiritual vitality. We, we need a source of spiritual energy. And Jude said in, in 120, he said, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So notice, according to Jude, praying builds you up. Praying builds you up. The more you pray, the stronger you become. The more you pray, the stronger you become. So get this, prayer is a generator for God's strength and power in our lives. Prayer is a generator. Prayer is a generator. Strength and vitality and power in our lives. So through prayer, we receive a transfusion of God's strength. Through prayer, we receive a transfusion of God's strength. Isaiah said in chapter 40, verse 31, he says, But they who wait for the Lord, and that implies prayer, that implies sitting down, listening to God. They that wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So prayer is a generator. It is a generator for God's strength and vitality and power in our lives because this world has a way of draining us and we need to get plugged in. We need to be recharged. We need to have a prayer station to recharge our spirit, recharge our mind, and even recharge our body. Someone shout amen. And Jesus modeled this with us. 
Jesus, in his earthly life, he modeled uh, this for us. Jesus um, often did ministry all day long, and Jesus was constantly with people all day long, and people pulled from Jesus. People drained Jesus. You remember the woman with the issue of blood? Remember what she did? She, the Bible says she touched Jesus or the hem of Jesus. And what happened? What did the Bible say? That power came out of Jesus. Virtue came out of Jesus. People drained Jesus. People, people drew from Jesus. And, and he was regularly uh, ministering. He was regularly giving out to somebody else. And so the question is, where did he get his energy how was he able to be physically sustained? Where did he get his vitality? He didn't have no microphones. He didn't have a mic. He didn't have Uber to take him around. He didn't have no Nikes to walk on. He was walking in the dirt. He had some sandals, Nike sandals on, right? He couldn't call Uber and tell, get a ride. He was on a camel. I don't know what he was on, but where did he get his energy from? Where did he get his vitality from? I'm telling you right now, it was through prayer. It was through prayer. He regularly pulled aside not to take a nap. He regularly pulled aside uh, not to go to sleep. He regularly pulled aside, you know why? To pray. To pray. In Mark 6, 46, it says, after, after telling everyone goodbye. Someone say goodbye. Goodbye. He went up into the hills. Let, get this. By himself to rest, to take a nap. No, it says to pray. He prayed. And when you study his life, he regularly did this. He regularly did this. Why? Because he knew that prayer was an energizer. Prayer was a generator. Prayer is a means of getting a spiritual boost. Prayer is a means of being spiritually recharged. It's better, than, it's better than Red Bull. Hello, somebody. It's better than coffee. It's better than cocaine. Hello, somebody. Prayer is a spiritual generator, and it energizes us to fulfill God's plan for our life. And little prayer, little vitality. Little prayer, little power. Much prayer, much vitality. You feeling lazy? Get to praying. And one of the, one of the, one of the reasons why I believe prayer energizes us is because the more we experience answer to our prayer, it excites us. The more we experience uh, answer to our prayer, it energizes us, don't it? Don't it energize you when, you when you pray for something and you believe in God for something and you tell your friends to pray with us and I'm believing for this miracle and I'm believing for this breakthrough and then all of a sudden you see it right before your eyes? Don't that excite you? Don't that excite you? I know it excites me. It's a booster. It proves to me that God is still on the throne. It proves to me that God is still working in my life. It proves to me that we're going to make it all the way. And it excites us to see the answer to prayer. And as I was, as I was sharing, you know, I've been sharing with you guys about this home that, that has come up right here on our parking lot. And y'all don't even... Y'all don't even know how many years we've been dreaming about, man, one day a home is going to come up 
and, and, then, and then somehow or another we're going to be able to get a home. And, and, and y'all don't even realize how long we've been dreaming and just praying about this. And, and a couple weeks ago I, uh, we, I came to the, to the church and I said, hey, listen, we need to pray because we believe God is working a miracle right now. We ain't got no money, but God has a miracle. We ain't got no money, but God has a miracle. Hello, somebody. And I came to the church and I said, pray. We gotta, we, I want you to participate in this prayer. Now, listen, whenever you go public with prayer, it, it, it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous because if it don't happen, you know, your, your, your pride kind of gets in the way, right? But you got to step out on faith anyways, right? You got to step out on faith. Whatever you're believing for, you got to step out. Forget your pride because w when it does happen and you're like, oh, yeah, God did it. God did it. And people are like, well, we didn't know you were believing for that. All of a sudden, you're excited about it. You didn't tell nobody to pray for you. You didn't tell nobody to believe for you. So, so it's always, when you go public with a prayer, it's always a step of faith. It's always a step of faith. Like, we're believing. We're trusting God. And, and I, I shared a couple weeks ago a message on the glory of God. And I said how God gives us signs to display his glory. And one of the ways he gives us signs is by answering, answering our prayers. And so I'm here to testify, as you've seen earlier in, in the service, that I'm here to stand before you. And we got the keys to the house. Come on, somebody. We got the keys, the keys, the keys, the keys, the keys. Man, the Lord answered our prayers. You see that, right? That's the keys. He said, he said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom, right? The, this ain't the keys of the kingdom, but this is the keys of the house. The Lord gave us the keys right there. Right there. Man, listen. I could live off this answer prayer for about three months. Like I'm going to church every Sunday for like three months off this right here. This should energize us. And it should energize you because we went public. We said pray, right? We said pray. You've seen a miracle. You just seen a miracle that God delivered to his kingdom. This used to be a, a, a meth house. This used to be a meth house. They were they were they were cooking hash in the back. And who knows what else they were doing up in there. Because it smells. <laughs> but how many of you know that God is in the business of transferring what the devil meant for his business to the kingdom business? And y'all just witnessed it right before your eyes. That that place is going to be a source of the kingdom of God. It's going to be a source of the power of God. That men are going to be transformed from males to kingdom men through that house. And long after we're gone, prayerfully, there's still going to be men that are going to be impacted with the gospel. You know why? Because we got the keys. I don't want to lose these keys. I want to hold on to them. But it energizes us, right? So I ought to see y'all in church every Sunday for the next three months. Someone give the Lord a hand praise. The last thing that I will share this morning as we look to God's word is that prayer greatly increases your ability to overcome trials, temptations, and spiritual attacks. Prayer greatly increases your ability to overcome trials, temptations, and spiritual attacks. 
Now, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 gives us insight into our battle. Listen to what it says. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Wow, you don't even know what you're up against. You, if you realize what you were up against, you would jump up and down and do a backflip just for being here this morning because you don't realize what the devil sent your way to hold you down, yet you got up anyways, yet you came to the house of the Lord anyways, let, yet, let you praise the Lord anyway. You don't realize what the devil threw. He threw everything at you and the kitchen sink, and you're still praising God. You're still worshiping the Lord. You're still magnifying God. Man, we, we don't... don't don't be so harsh over yourself because you don't even understand what was thrown at you. Don't be so harsh at yourself. So you got distracted. So you messed up, right? But you're still living. You're still living. Come back to the house of the Lord. Come back to God and let's get it right. Let's keep moving forward. You don't even understand what the devil threw at you. If you saw what the devil really threw at you, you would be praising God that you're still alive right now. So he, he, he unfolds this, this, this dynamic that is against us, that the battle is real. Satan wants to take us out. Satan wants to disrupt our families. Satan wants to minimize us so that we're useless for the kingdom of God. Satan wants to distract us and, and, and take us off course so that we're chasing everything but God. But then he gives us our weapons in Ephesians 6.13. Listen to this. He identifies. He says, therefore, because of all that's coming against you, Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground. Someone say stand. That you'll be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. So he tells us right here to put on the armor of God. And then he goes on to list the armor of God in verses 14 and 15. But then what I want to call our attention to is verse 18 where he identifies the most powerful weapon that we have in verse 18. Listen to verse 18. Listen to what it says. It says, and pray. Someone say pray. It says, and pray. This is verse 18. Listen to what it says. Ephesians 6, 18. And pray, and pray, and pray, and pray. Someone say pray. This is the most powerful weapon that we have. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers, 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 and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying, 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 praying for the Lord's people. Three times in one sentence and pray, 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 pray. Why? Because this is the most powerful weapon that we got. Prayer is an act of warfare. Prayer is a warfare activity. Prayer is the way that we fight back depression. We fight back the devil. Prayer is the way that we stand our ground and we say, not today, devil. Not in my family, devil. Not in my marriage, devil. I'm standing and I'm using my weapon to fight back. Prayer is warfare activity. It's a warfare activity when you pray. 
When you pray, you're telling the devil you're not accepting that no more. When you pray, you're telling the devil not today. When you pray, you're telling the devil that you got the victory. When you pray, you're telling the devil that you're not going to be a victim no more. When you pray, you're telling the devil that you're part of the kingdom of God and no devil in hell can stop the kingdom of God. Prayer is a warfare activity and I feel the power of God today. Jesus told us in Mark 14, verse 38, he said, watch and pray. Watch and pray. You better keep one eye open. We're living in dangerous times. The moment, times, the moment you step out your home, you're in danger. The moment we step out our homes in the morning, we are in danger danger and I don't care how long you've been serving the Lord I don't care how short you've been serving the Lord we are in danger and the enemy is trying to take us out he's trying to snipe our marriages he's trying to break our will he's trying to hold us captive so that he can laugh at God and say look what I did to your people but you and I are not falling for that no more we're gonna watch and we're gonna pray to push back the enemy out of our marriages out of our families Family, out of our mind, out of our body, out of our church, out of our community. We're going to watch and pray, 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 pray. So that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Notice the connection between praying and overcoming temptation. Notice the connection between praying and overcoming temptation temptation prayer greatly increases our capacity to overcome temptation it greatly increases our capacity if we could if we could whip the devil in the area of prayer we can whip him in the area of temptation if we can whip the devil in the area of prayer, we can whip him in the area of temptation. If we can whip the devil in the area of prayer, we can whip him in every area. Prayer greatly increases your ability to overcome trials and temptations and spiritual attacks. It's time. It's time to be victors. It's time to triumph. It's time to go on a 50-year run of serving the Lord and worshiping the Lord. It's time to go. It's time to raise up, and it's going to happen through prayer. Prayer is going to springboard us into the future. And I'm believing, my brothers and sisters, that, that Chapel of Change is part of God's end time plan for this world. And through our church, we're shining bright a light for this region and even this world to see. And Chapel of Change is going to suck thousands and, yea, even millions of souls out of darkness into the kingdom of God. And it's going to happen through those who pray, 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 pray. It's going to happen through a church that prays. So have you been overcoming battles? Have, have you been overcoming temptations? If not, if not, I highly encourage you, join a prayer station. Join a prayer station. Join a prayer station. There's some in person. There's some online. Some early in the morning. Some late at night. Some in the park. Some in someone's homes. Options. God is saying, here, you want to start overcoming? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I'm giving you options. 
ain't going to have no excuse when we get before God. When you get before God on the end of on Judgment Day, and if you're all beat up and messed up, and you ain't going to be able to blame God because he's going to show you this day. He's going to show you this day, and he's going to show you that that skinny preacher held up 40 prayer stations. Some online, some in person. Some in the park. Saturdays, we got two in the park. We have one in Lamita in a park. We got one in San Pedro in a park. You ain't even got to go in a home nowhere. We got many online in the morning, in the evening. Here's our call. I pray we take it. Let's bow our heads in the presence of the Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed, as the worship team comes back up just for a couple moments, I want us to reflect upon the word today. What was God trying to get across to us? What was God saying? Let's bow our heads. Will everybody remain seated in the atmosphere of reflection? This is an important part of our time together. One of the very few moments in your week that you're going to get to pause. One of the few moments in your week where you're going to be able to just to be still and meditate and reflect on the word of the Lord. What did God say to us and how are we going to respond how are we going to respond to God's word let's bow our heads let's reflect Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for speaking to us, Lord, and making that connection through your word, Lord, so that we may hear your voice, God. So, God, we want to give you honor, Lord. We want to give you glory, Lord. We want to increase our connection, Lord. Lord, we need to hear your voice in order for us to move forward, God, in everything we do, God. So we thank you, Father, for your word, Lord. Give us the strength by your Holy Spirit, Lord, to apply what we learn, Lord, God to be a doer of your word, Lord, in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Hallelujah. Wow. So much, so much, right? Who's looking forward to praying this month of October? Amen. Hallelujah. At this time, we're going to transition to our tithes and offerings. And we get a chance to respond to the word of God through our giving. Amen. And I'm going to be reading a scripture out of 2 Corinthians 9, 7. It says, so let each of us who purposes in our heart not to give grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. 
And as the ushers come forward, we want to give a few opportunities to give. You could give either online or through mail. Also, we have a um, give by text as well. Also, if you guys want to give by debit card, there is someone in the back at that right table to facilitate that for you. Um, before I pray for the offering, I want to give a few announcements. We have a Young Impact Adults meeting at 7 p.m. at Carson Campus every Friday. And I just caught word this morning, uh, Brother Josh, he said that we're going to be starting this Young Adults uh, here at our Paramount Campus sometime uh, you know, in uh, November after the revival and stuff. So we're, we're expecting that to start soon. I uh, just want to just repeat kind of what Pastor Brian says. Remember, get your flyer, plug into the prayer uh, stations that are starting, um, I believe, October 1st, starting now and through the whole entire month of, of October. It starts. And also our revival, we have the information, you know, in the back. And we're going to have opportunities to be able to pass out door hangers here uh, October 15th at Paramount. October 15th, we're going to be reaching the community and passing out door hangers, inviting them to uh, experience what God is doing here at Paramount Campus. It's going to start at 9 a.m. We're going to have a light breakfast at 845. So I encourage all of us to come and be a part of that. It's a good act of evangelism and our sacrifice to, to invite people to experience what God is doing. So as I pray, um, we're going to release the ushers and I'm going to come back and uh, do the benediction. So Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the ability to give, God. We thank you that you gave your son on the cross, Lord, so that we could live, God. So God, everything you do is a give, 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 Lord. And let us reflect that, Lord. Let us take on that attribute that you have blessed us with, Lord, and be able to give back to you, God, because you're the one that gave it to us first, God. So we want to honor you through that. We want to give you glory through that, God. So I ask that you bless your people, Lord, in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you guys stand to your feet, uh, it's custom here at Chapel of Change to leave you with a blessing. We're going to have an opportunity for our pastors to come up front here at the altar for prayer. If anybody needs any extended prayer, I encourage you guys to come down to the altar and just, you know, pray. We're learning the power of prayer today, so this how we have an opportunity to exercise that this morning. So we usually uh, hold your hands out in a receptive posture to receive the blessing. In the name of the Father, who gave us his Son, so we could live. In the name of Jesus, who came out of obedience to die on that cross, so that we could be cleansed of all sin. And in the name of the Holy Spirit, who's our communicator, who gives us that frequency through prayer, to continue to be guided and loved and led by you, God. 
May your people go with the protection and the blessing of the Lord. In Jesus' name, and God, all God's people said, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.